What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strictly MMA Talk Show. As always, both your hosts, James and Nate. Nate, we're fucking back, baby. We're back. It's been a minute. You know, we had some things to take care of, but it's a new year. Same old douchebags, me and Nate, you know, talking MMA. And Nate has a flawless beard right now. Nate, what are you feeding that thing, baby? Thank you, man. I, uh, I want to cut in and say uh, I'm not a self-proclaimed douchebag like yourself, okay? If that's a title you go around, you do. You wear that this one guy. proudly? Yeah. Proudly. Hey, it's fine. That's fine. It's like Sean Strickland, man. You're, I'm a piece no, of shit. No, 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 no. I'm not buddy. in that category. No, it's, that's a different category of a human being. Sean Strickland, we talk, we'll, we'll touch on him too. He's, he's had some success recently. But Nate, you know, how, how are we feeling over there, man? We're feeling good, man. The beard, the beard as well. Um, there's a lot of beef stroganoff going into this thing, so that's my hot tip. Uh, I've got the glasses on top of my head because if we go down here, you know, we get a little bit of a glare. But oh, I do okay. need to see my notes, man. All right, we got a new setup. Ooh, <laughs> hang on, hold the phone. Oh, 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 oh. oh this where where did that come from? What's that for? What flavor we got? Let's see. We're working with some uh, Smirnoff pink lemonade. I highly recommend this bad boy. Ten dollars at your local grocery store cannot go wrong and they i had to pour it because like the boys are back the boys are buzzing we're fucking here it's a new year we're feeling good uh, like i said you got the beard i got even better looking which i didn't know was possible but we're feeling good man like i'm feeling confident as you can tell you can smell it through this screen what are you drinking there uh it's the uh, none other than the official beer of the ufc we got happy De- oh Modelo. Modelo. Happy dad. Oh. Happy, da- happy dad. Sneak. We'll get into that. We'll get yeah, into that. Dude, you're getting there. It's more, only a matter of time there, before they're right in there. Yep. Yep. Hey, you got a shot over there? Or just, I don't just have blues. a shot. All right. All I, right, wasn't, all right. I wasn't told about the, uh, the celebratory season two, uh, strictly 2.0, whatever you want to call it. I uh, didn't get the uh, memo before the show. So I only have a Modelo guy. Trying to be surprising. I mean, you usually got the liquor on deck. I know the mini fridge is next door. So it is. Yeah, it, so. is, it is right over there. But All you right, know, cool. it's a Monday night, man. We're, we're taking it easy. It is a Monday night. To the new year, baby. To Strictly. Let's go. Season two. No face. You see that? I'm like John Cena. You can't see me. Well, it is like, you know blackberry lemonade anyway listen listen let's get let's get off this track here we spent enough time let's get into the ufc business man all right man let's get into it we could have started on a better week ufc 271 it's absolute banger top to bottom prelims and all the whole card is fantastic and i got even better news for you nate your boy oh. the, the flesh is going to be there this weekend in houston in h-town I will be there in attendance. I'll be sipping margaritas, watching the crowd go crazy as Derek Lewis comes in. The highly anticipated rematch of Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker, two of the best middleweights to ever be in the UFC. Ty Tuivasa is going to be there. You know, who knows? He'll be chugging out of fucking shoes with your spit in it. Whether he wins or loses, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be an event. I mean, are you charged up for this event, Nate? Let's go, baby. Listen, man, I, I am charged up. I, you couldn't say it better than you just did right there. Congratulations on snagging the t- tickets to go, man. Uh, very jealous because we got some, I would say that the last three fights, it should be hot. Oh, yeah. It should be real hot. I mean, we, I, don't, I don't know that, you know, 
the order we want to go in here. I know the notes before the show, we're going to talk about some things in order. Uh, so I'm going to bounce it back to you. I don't want to get too into it, but I am excited. It's going to be great. And I think that there's some opportunity to make a little cash, man. Oh yeah. Always about making money here. I mean, like we usually check over, check over out our, uh, our boys over at Punchless. you know, they are the ones, the betting podcast, but Nate and I like to make some money as well. You know, we like to throw some change in there. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. You know, I kind of fucked around with this topic, but I, I just wanted to bring it up. It's been bringing a lot of attention. Israel Asanya paints his toenails before the main event. And you ask, why are you wasting time talking about this, Nate? Well, because the internet wanted to talk about it. So if the internet's talking about it, we're talking about it. Nate, do you fuck with the painted toenails or not? Let me know. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna answer this question uh, kind of in two parts, okay? Because I feel like there's a little bit of a backstory on why you really wanted to go into this topic. Because I think that you may or may not have dabbled in the nail painting uh, yourself. Is that true? It, this is true. This is, a, this is a fact. Okay, good, good. Glad we got that out of the way. Because I will say, as far as speaking on Israel's uh, French tips or galaxy painted toenails i'm not going to say anything because you know he can do whatever he wants i'm not going to back it up if i saw him in, in in person uh you know i think i think it was uh the galaxy the toenails uh kick you in the face send you to space or something like that is what oh, he yeah. said in the countdown uh and he said it would be rude uh if he was going to kick somebody in the face and he didn't get his feet done so listen Maybe he's got a point. Maybe it's just a respectful thing to do because if I was going in there and I was going to eat some, you know, head kicks, I'd rather it not be a mangled up, you know, bunion or <laughs> jacked up toe. I don't even know. But, but yeah, so Israel, whatever he wants. Anyone else? James? No. Wouldn't like it. Wouldn't support it. Well, everyone can fuck off because now I'm definitely bringing them back. Now I'm definitely, I'm about to go down to my local salon. And I'm about to get these nails did before I go to the fights on Saturday. Let me tell you what, I'm going to be looking good. I'm going to get my eyebrows redone. They're going to be, yeah, that's right. I got my eyebrows did a couple of weeks ago. Redone? <laughs> redone. <laughs> that's right. Dude, I'm feeling, I told, I told you, I told you, I said, I'm even better in 2022, Nate. I said, I get my, my feet did, my hands did, my brows, my skin's looking good. I mean, I'm doing it. Izzy did it. And then this is what is, this is the best part. Once you, reach a certain level of just like badass like Israel Adesanya is you can do whatever you want like you said you said it yourself you're like I don't know if I'm with it however I can't say anything because that dude would fuck me up <laughs> if I did so it's just right. you know I mean I'm with it honestly I think it's part of the swagger and everything like that I also just want to address one of the comments because people like to put anything on the internet you guys are are, are wild um <laughs> this dude comments on one of our posts about is he getting his nails done said my boy gay but still fuck with him though um <laughs> you guys are dangerous man you're dangerous for that comment like you know this is the internet is free you know everybody can see that right are you insinuating that there has been other people that you don't fuck, like you know what i'm saying like this is a lot this, this is tough man this is this is on the comment section i'm looking at it right now like, i believe it i firmly i firmly believe that that is definitely something that would pop out of there. I'm not, not, not down that at all. My guy, like these guys are, you are dangerous with it. Like this is, I'm looking right at you right now. Like I'm, this is your profile picture and everything. I can see who you are. You got your name in it. Are they, are they, are they public or private? They are public. 
I'm, you, you might want to delete that comment, homie. I mean, like, I'm not going to drop it on here. You go to the comment. Anyways, look, we'll get into the series matter. Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. This is a highly anticipated middleweight rematch. Uh, probably the most anticipated rematch in middleweight history, I would say. Uh, I know that might sound like recency bias, but these two men are literally cleaning out their division. I mean, Robert Whitaker is 11 and one since moving up to middleweight and Israel Adesanya has not lost in the middleweight division. And it's, it's crazy as well. Israel Adesanya has barely been in the UFC for three years and he has just waxed the whole division, including the former champ Whitaker. However, Whitaker has not lost his number one contender spot since losing to Israel Adesanya back in 2019. And he goes off and wins three fantastic fights against a Darren Till, a Jared Cannonier, and a Calvin Gostelum. I mean, Nate, what are your expectations? What are your predictions? What are your thoughts going into the rematch this Saturday? Expectations? It's going to be magnificent. It's going to be a spectacle to, uh, to see it. Again, shout out to you that you're getting to go in person. It's going to be electric, man. Uh, watching the countdown, watching the first episode of Embedded, there's emotion, man. I'm drawn in. I like the backstory. I like how you get the big drama of their first fight down in Australia. Robert Whitaker loses in uh, terrible fashion, I would say. Uh, sad to see it, you know, in front of the hometown crowd. And now he gets his shot to redeem himself. Do I think it's going to be any different? It's difficult. It's a real difficult one, James. And I'm going to pass this uh, along uh, to the people, not myself. Uh, so best fight odds would say that Israel Adesanya is the minus 280 favorite. Pretty, pretty considerable. Then if we go over to uh, the real people, Tapology, we have 72% going, Mr. Adesanya. Damn. Am I leaning with the odds? And with the people? Yes, I am, James. What about yourself? You know, if I'll, I'll start off with this. If anybody in the middleweight division has the best chance to beat Israel Adesanya, it is Robert Whitaker. However, this is just such, such a tough fight for anyone, including Robert Whitaker. I mean, Israel Adesanya is one of the best kickboxers we've ever seen in the UFC in the history of time. Everything he does is so perfect, so calculated. His reads, his movement, like he said, you know, he doesn't just he doesn't just throw. He aims and shoots, or whatever that famous quote is that he has. It, it, it's true. He aims and fires, or whatever, and he, and he does. You know, he'll even take the first round, first round and a half to make some reads. And what makes this fight so difficult for Robert, Robert Whitaker is no matter what. You have to make it a dirty fight a little bit. You got to keep Izzy guessing because if you want to go technique for technique, stand at the outside and have a kickboxing bout with Israel Adesanya with keeping it as clean as possible, there's not many men in the world, not many fighters in the world, I should say, that can do that with Israel Adesanya. I mean, you're looking at a guy like we always talk about with a kickboxing record of 75 and five, and that was a few years back. I mean, he's even better than he is now. Whitaker has improved, but so has Izzy. Robert's going to have to close that distance. He's going to have to mix it up. He's going to have to shoot takedowns. And they don't have to land, but he's got to make sure that Izzy knows the threat of the takedown is there. I feel like I love Rob. I love Izzy. I feel like Rob has to finish this fight to win. 
I mean, right? Like, could you picture Whitaker winning this fight by decision? No, no, I could not. I can't, right? It's, it's just so tough. It's, I'm not saying, I, I think it will be more competitive than the first fight. I don't think Izzy will just starch him right away. I don't even know if he will starch him, to be honest with you. I think Rob's going to come in. He's going to be a bit more cautious here. He's still going to make it dirty, but he's going to be a bit more cautious. Uh, he understands Izzy can put him out. He understands how good Izzy is. It's not that he underestimated him the first time, but I think now, obviously, he truly understands the caliber that Izzy's at. But it's just hard to bet against Izzy here. It really is, especially with a guy with Izzy's reach and length, and he knows how to use it. It's just – it's tough. I could be wrong. Rob wouldn't do anything that surprises me, but it's tough, tough to go against Israel Adesanya here, Nate. Those are facts. Those are all facts. I mean, you saw what happened when Robert tried to go in there and charge forward. Bad things. We can only imagine if he, like he said he was going to do, and like you said he probably will, take a more uh, patient approach. But then again, you're standing there trading shots with arguably one of the goats see that's the problem right like is and he's not he hasn't passed Anderson Silva yet that's some recency bias I've been seeing that online Anderson Silva's still the go to the middleweight division but is he's on his way he's got a lot on the fight dude that was when Anderson was like 40 I'm just saying I mean that they Chris Weidman also beat Anderson Silva each other Look, that's another topic we'll get into another time. Israel Adesanya is not quite yet the middleweight go, but he's got a lot of work to do, but I'm not saying it's not unachievable for that man. Uh, he's been doing a lot of great things in a short period of time. And I want to touch on your point that's saying uh, about Rob being patient. That's the toughest part about this fight is Rob can be patient, but he can't be too patient because if he sits the outside for too long, what's is he going to do? He's going to chop down at that lead leg over and over again until he can't move on it anymore. So you have to be patient, but to an extent, it's you got to fight a perfect fight. You got to fight a perfect fight. Both of them do, to be honest with you, because Rob could put Izzy out. You never know. Go ahead, Marcel. Let me ask you a question there. Fire. How do we feel about the over three and a half minus 134? I like it. Right? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I think they're going to both be very patient going into that first round, especially um, because, you know, Izzy, he takes every fight seriously, but he understands that he, Rob has the power to put anybody out. And he knows. Yeah, I'm picturing, I'm picturing a real slow start. So am I. I really am. I'm, I'm picturing this to be very cautious to start. Uh, two guys, the highest level of the sport, highest level of their division, both with power, both with great striking, dangerous at all times. I just, and they fought before. I can't imagine this being just a Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje start. Like there's, there's no way, right? No, 0%. Oh, my last point that I wanted to ask you about is, uh, I saw it in the embedded, was they were, they were saying in Whitaker's camp how difficult it is to train for Israel and whether they were going to, focus on training how to beat him or just focus on Robert's game. And they ended up on the strategy that Rob's just going to go out there and fight his fight as a fighter. Do you buy that? Do you think that's true? It's a loaded question. It's, 
I feel like bad, I feel like no, 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 no. It's a good question. No, I'm glad you brought it up. I feel like Robert has to fight his fight and by whatever means necessary. When you're fighting Izzy, you're gonna have to take risk. I mean, fighting in itself is always a risk. There's always a risk with every strike you throw, every strike you slip, every takedown you shoot. There's always a risk. But I feel like to win this fight, Robert will have to take risk because the only way he can close the distance is by taking risk. Because Izzy's a smart fighter, man. Izzy's smart. And if he knows you have to close that large gap to land, he's not going to step in the pocket by choice. He's going to make you come to him. And unfortunately for Rob, that is how he has to fight his fight if he wants to land, if he wants to score takedowns. He can try to bait Izzy. He can try to throw feints. He can try to lure Izzy in the pocket. But Nate, when do you ever see Izzy do that? When do you ever see Izzy get lured into the pocket? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can recall. So Rob has to make it his fight by making the fight dirty. But it's so complex when you say it that way because yeah, the first fight, fight he tried to make it dirty. But, but like, but you know what I'm saying? Like in the first fight, he tried to make it dirty, but he tried to make it too dirty. Like he was like, he's going in there with no, he was like, oh, I can go in there and starch this guy. Now he has to do the same thing. However, be cautious by making it dirty. It's like, it almost doesn't make sense. But I mean, how else does he win this fight, Nate? How, how the fuck else does he win this fight? Takes him down, submits. But how does he take him down? He's got to close the distance. (sighs) Yes. And Izzy is a tough guy to take down. You know, like everyone, like Robert talked about this in the submission radio interview, you know, and like everyone, he's talking about people was like, oh, just take him down, just take him down. He was like, you don't think I didn't fucking think about that? He's like, it's not an easy guy to take down. Dude's like six, four. He's long and lengthy. He trains grappling. It's not like you just go and you shoot takedown. He's like, oh shit. And just falls down. It's, and then you're risking getting caught coming in. I'm not saying Rob can't win this fight. Rob is fantastic. And if anybody can beat Izzy, it's Rob. But it's this has to be probably the most difficult challenge of Robert's career. Agree or disagree? I would agree. I would agree. And I, I would also say it's probably been replaying in his mind every day. I'm glad you said that. Izzy brought that up. Did you watch the embedded? Or- I did. Was in the embedded. I the embedded in like half the countdown. It was either the embedded or it was one of the interviews Izzy did in his YouTube. Um, he talks about that. He talks about how fight week, you know, he doesn't get under pressure or anything like that, but like it is an emotional week for him, you know, like he he likes the fans and everything, but he needs to be in his own state of mind, everything like that. And he talked about how he's wondering if Rob every night when he goes to bed is replaying the first fight, replaying what yeah. happened the first time they met. Or you have to, you have to be. You have to be, right? Like, it's just so great, like, the whole continent behind you and just getting knocked out in front of them, it's tough. That's really, really tough. And I would say, yes, it's probably sticking with him, whether he likes to admit it or not. There's no way it doesn't. Like, you can be so strong mentally and everything. I'm not, And I'm not saying that's going to... Uh, play a factor in the fight however like you said there's no way you don't think about it there's no way you don't think about what happened in 2019 in front of your hometown crowd 
in the way yeah. it happened. I don't know, man. We don't have to linger on it too much more unless you got any, uh, any more to say on this one. No, that's it, man. A lot of emotion. Going to be a great one. Moving on. Looking forward to it. Moving on. Yes, Nate, I would just like to say, I would like to gas myself up here real quick. I called this occurring, not this matchup. I did not call tied to Ivasa versus Derek Lewis. However, I told my buddy, Justin, going into the Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins fight. Sorry about your boy, by the way. I had a feeling that was going to occur, but shout out to Chris Dawkins is a beast, but Derek Lewis, no pun intended, is a monster, is a beast, you know, like his nickname, but I had a feeling I said, if Derek Lewis ends this fight quick and has no injuries, I guarantee you he tries to find a way on the Houston card. And what do you know, baby? Two weeks later after that fight, Derek Lewis is on the H-Town card. Derek Lewis versus Ty Tuivasa, two fan favorites. This is so tough to pick. I believe the question I put down, Nate, I said, would you rather see the Ty Tuivasa chugging a happy dad out of the shoe or another Derek Lewis with an iconic post-victory? interview i mean what do you prefer to see as a fan those that's really tough because if they were you know separate either one of them is honestly one of the highlights of the card most likely um will my money be going towards Derek lewis yes it will um i think the the power advantage he's just going to be able to get it done again tied to a has looked great he's been able to put him together uh his technique looks pretty good he's proven that uh you know he's a little bit more than just a brawler but hometown, Derek Lewis, give it to me. I want to hear Derek Lewis in front of that hometown crowd as much as I would love to see Ty Toy Vasa propped up, catching a happy dad from the Nelk boys, chugging it out of a shoe. Uh, would love to see that. But I think that there's plenty of time for more of that. You know, I need Derek Lewis now. I don't know how much more Derek Lewis is going to be around, man. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point, Nate. I like that you said that. It's true. He's been fighting for a long time. Was he mid-30s? He said he's done the main events. He doesn't want the five-round fights. You know, so he's just going to be hanging around. Fights. He's just going to be hanging around slugging it out in three-rounders for I don't know how much longer. You know, he's just got to collect the bag for the family. But at a certain point, you're known as the dude throwing bombs against the people that are throwing the biggest bombs in the game. I just don't know. And at hometown, how many how many more times can we see him fight in Houston? I don't know. I know. Nate, I've been I've been dreaming about this. I'm like, I'm gonna be at the event. I know I keep saying that, but when Derek Lewis walks out, the arena is gonna fucking explode. And if Derek Lewis lands a KO in H Town, are you kidding me, Nate? Are you kidding me? The fucking arena is gonna light on fire because people are gonna be nuts. That place is going to explode. If Derek Lewis knocks out Ty Tuivasa, and I feel horrible saying that because I also love Ty Tuivasa. I'm a huge fan. Who doesn't like that dude? He comes out to Spice Girls. He's chugging your spit beer out of a shoe. Like he's a fan I forgot favorite. about the spit. Yeah, that's the whole point, dude. You take the shoe, you pour the beer, and they spit in it, and you drink it. <laughs> I know. It. I remember <laughs> it now, dude. I remember it now. <laughs> Derek Lewis said something about it. He was like, I like Ty, but that whole shoe thing is disgusting. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. It's well, I like uh I do like how Ty Toivasa calls getting drunk, getting pissed. Did you see that in the embedded? <laughs> <So, laughs> he was like, Oh, I'm pretty excited for the Super Bowl. 
like I'm gonna get pissed and watch it. <laughs> it's like, it took me a second. I was like, oh yeah, that's what he says. Uh, serious note, breaking this down technically, I see Ty is going to have to be more patient here uh, because you know when he starts to land and everything, he gets very excited and his fights and he leaves openings. He actually got caught by Greg Hardy uh, a little bit. He got stunned. He ended up countering and landing the TKO victory. However, everyone knows you got to have a mistake-free fight with Derek Lewis because it only takes one. And it doesn't matter if it's the first second or the last second of the fight. The power remains the same. Um, I think you're going to see Ty have to be very patient here and start chopping down some light kicks. Derek Lewis makes jokes. He's like, oh, Searle. Everyone watched the Searle fight. Now they're going to leg kick me. I'm like, well, yeah probably uh, because it worked. So I think it's very smart if they do it. And because Derek's probably not going to check them, but Derek will react. If you start throwing leg kicks more and more, he's going to start coming forward more and more because he doesn't fucking like getting leg kicked. Uh, you saw it in the Chris Dawkins fight. So I think Derek Lewis, you're going to see him do the normal thing. He's going to sit and he's going to wait. He's going to wait for an opening and he's going to explode. He's going to wait for an opening. He's going to explode. Uh, and Ty is going to have to be, patient can't say it enough i mean what are you thinking over there dude i already said it i'm rocking with Derek lewis man what are you I talking know. about you gotta bet on the hometown power i don't have to have a reason behind it i just think that punch is going to come out of nowhere eventually land done see you later ty i know i know and the nelk boys are going to be there and stuff too so you know ty's going to try to show out i think let me say this even if ty loses as long as everything's all right Ty, still, still do the shoey, still do the shoey, man. Like it's, it's just such a big fight for the heavyweight division. It's such a fan favorite fight for the heavyweight division. I, you know, who am I to say that actually? If you get knocked out, do whatever, or you lose, do whatever you want to do. You lost. It's your own state. But I'm saying, if you're feeling all right, you're feeling hyped up, do the shoey for the people, man. Everybody wants to see it, and he's always in good spirits. Ty seems like a very good spirit kind of person. However, maybe Ty gets it done, Nate. Maybe he does. And then he shocks the world. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me, man. This is a tough one to confidently bet on. But like I said, rocking with Derek Lewis. I think he's minus 130. Uh, let's, uh, let's call in the old folks at Tapology before we move on here. 75% Mr. Black Beast, baby. Yeah. That's what the fans got. That's what I got. Sounds like a lock. I'm with it. I'm with Derek Lewis here. I just work. Yeah. We don't have to hang out too much more. I'm going Derek Lewis. Ty, I love you. You see this. I apologize. If you win, make fun of me and Nate. It is what it is. I'm with it. Moving on. Go. All right, Nate. I put this on here because they've been making a splash in the UFC in recent times. Full send taking over the UFC, a.k.a. the Nelk Boys. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, man? How are we feeling about Full Send being becoming such a large fish in the UFC pond? So off the rip, I have questions, James. I have questions. Yes. Do I love to see it? Yes. Do I love seeing the Nelk boys out there selling happy dads, making money, drinking beer, doing all this cool shit? Of course. But I, I think I need some more information on what it means for someone to be a Nelk fighter and for Nelk to be able to sponsor a fighter. Because last time I checked, I, people couldn't just willy-nilly go in there and openly sponsor fighters like that. Am I, am I wrong, or is there, is there rules preventing that from happening? 
It's a good question. And it's a good question that I feel like I don't confidently have the whole answers to because we've never seen this before. Uh, we've never really seen, you know, a group like the Nelk boys come into the UFC and now they get to pick a full send fighter. They were at an event the other night with Dana White, with the boss man himself, scouting fighters to become a full send fighter and be in the UFC. What that entails, I don't know. I don't know if you have to chug beers before you fight, after you fight, party like crazy while also knocking people. I don't know what this is. It's, it's so new. However, I will say on Dana White's behalf and the UFC behalf, it, it, it is very smart because when I saw Dana White, I saw the video of him showing up to that event, the young audience that was so predominant there that are followers of Nelk Boys that now look at Dana White like the man, the myth, the legend, that they're looking at him that he is, it's, it's insane and it's a good way to tap into the younger audience. And it's Dana White is a smart, smart businessman. Nate, I wish I had more answers for you. I don't know what it means to be a full send fighter. But I guess we're gonna find out, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. And you know, I got this. I got this essentiallysports.com article. Oh, we don't know. We don't know who uh, the the full send fighter is, but they had uh, this guy Isaac. And again, didn't watch didn't watch the event. Didn't do too much research. Isaac Dolgarian, Dolgarian, is who is one of the potential guys to be the full send fighter okay i like it because his nickname is the midwest chopper okay all right all right that sounds cool i'm with it i guess he won and then he like went over to the nug boys table you know dapped him up uh dapped dana white up so it was looking pretty good but uh no definitive answer yet but you just craziness man i like it i like it i support it but crazy I think it's a good idea. I wish we knew more. Again, it's so new, but I, I, I like the idea. I really do. As foolish as some people may think it sounds, it's not. It's very smart. Uh, it's just, it's like I said, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's such a good way to tap into this audience. And I would imagine becoming this full center fighter, you're going to get some benefits that maybe some other fighters wouldn't get. Uh, I know... I, I know I shouldn't say the UFC. What the fuck? Was that your glasses? Oh, no. <laughs> Nate's lost the vision. Oh, no. I don't know. Like, I don't want to be like all the UFC picks favorites, but like, come on. If you become the full sound fighter, like you obviously are getting some perks that other guys are not getting. And you're you getting to go 0-3. That too. <laughs> if you become like, a full sound fighter. He's going to be getting some layups. He's going to be getting some <laughs> layups, dude. Dude, I would imagine just from a promotional point, though, or promotional push, I'd say if you become a full send fighter, your social media clout is just going to explode. You're going to be on the full yeah. send podcast. You're going to be close to the Nelk Boys. You're going to be close with Dana White. Like it's it's like a Patty, uh, Patty the Batty situation, you know, where you have one fight and you go from a couple thousand followers or whatever to fucking half a million. It's can't hurt. So yeah. if you're a fighter out there, get that fucking bag, man. Whoever the full send fighter ends up being, their UFC debut, hammer him. Hammer. Absolutely hammer that guy. Free money. Oh yeah, because they're gonna give them, they're gonna give them a fucking lunchbox. They're gonna, they're gonna, they have yeah. to. They're gonna find someone who hasn't beat in the UFC, and they're like, oh, "Are you?" Yeah. Same Alvy, get out there. <laughs> oh man, look. Last topic is 
this fight is going a little bit under the radar, which it should not be, but it is because the co-main event and the main event are such bangers that this fight is also a banger, Nate. We got Derek Brunson, a.k.a. Blonde Brunson. He has not lost since he dyed the hair blonde, okay? Some people get criticized for it. Nothing but good things have been happening to Derek Brunson since he dyed the hair blonde. Keep that shit blonde. And he's taking on the killer gorilla, Jared Cannonier. Uh, this is a huge fight for the middleweight division because more than likely one of these guys who wins this fight has a chance of putting themselves in a title contention. Would you agree? Would you agree with that, Nate? I would absolutely agree with that. I don't think that's a far-fetched idea at all. And uh, Derek Brunson has history with Israel Asanya. Obviously, the first time they met did not go Brunson's way, but there was some bad blood, and I think the bad blood is still there. And then Jared Cannonier is just a fucking animal. I mean, I think everybody would like to see him fight for the title as well. So that being said, Nate, what's the thoughts on this fight, man? What is the expectation? What is the prediction? What is the way you see this going down? Oh, man. You know, I got a very generic prediction for you, okay? Nothing that you haven't heard before is going to come out of my mouth right now, all right? I'm going with Derek Brunson because I think he's going to out-wrestle him. I think he's going to throw some ground and pound down. I think he's going to be able to control the killer gorilla. That's a massive man, former heavyweight. Dude is shredded out of his mind. One of the, like, we're going to see him on Saturday night jacked. Like, the, a human specimen of athleticism is Jared Cannonier. However, Derek Brunson's hungry. Derek Brunson's getting the money now. Derek Brunson is on the come up, and he knows his way to victory is not going to be in a striking battle with Jared Cannonier. And crazy stat that I saw Derek Brunson, 94% takedown defense. Sounds about right. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Ah, so, so if anyone's going to be on the offense, it's more than likely going to be Derek Brunson. Unless he gets caught by something crazy that Jared throws at him, which can happen. That is why I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy win for Derek, but I think that the path to victory, I like Derek Brunson's ability to control the way the fight goes a little bit better than the killer gorilla jared canyon so i'll be throwing my cash on mr brunson yourself james what do we got i agree aggressively nate look if i'm jared cannonier here you saw all of Derek brunson's past five fights the guy's coming to wrestle and he's doing it very well and he's beating you up and he's finishing dudes you go out there, obviously, be on your toes, be ready for the shot. But what you should do is sit down on all of the strikes you throw. Because as we've seen, to finish Brunson, you can't just land and buckle him because he can still recover very quickly, okay? He gets buckled in a lot of his fights, Kevin Holland, Darren Till. And if he grabs a hold of you, it seems to be that these guys have a lot of trouble still stopping the takedown. So go out there, and you need to starch him. He needs a one-shot KO. He needs a Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades kind of situation because he shows us time and time again he can overcome adversity. And if you just hurt him, he's still going to find a way to get the takedown. Derek Brunson is going to come out there. He's going to look for wrestling. Like you said, he's not going to go out there and be silly and be dumb and be like, oh, I can strike with Jared Cannonier. Fuck no, he's not going to do that. He understands the only way Jared Cannonier can win this fight. 
as if he, you know, he cleans his jaw. So he's going to go out there. He's going to be shooting takedowns and he's going to be looking to, uh, you know, beat you up on top. Jerry Cannonier, you got to go out there and start your man. I can't see a decision win for you. I can't see a submission win for you. You got to go out there and starch Derek Brunson with that one big shot, which Jared Cannonier does have. I want to point that out to everybody betting, everybody watching this fight. Jared Cannonier has one punch knockout power, and it very well could happen. But that being said, I agree with my man Nate here. Derek Brunson just has too many ways to win this fight. So it's hard to bet against blonde-haired Derek Brunson. Did I say anything incorrect? Yeah, no, sounds perfect to me, man. And, you know, we're finding ourselves into some plus money for the first time of the night. I think he's plus 155 right now. Brunson is? Yeah, he's the underdog. Yep, tapology, you know, like 57%, I think, is going with Cannoneer or something like that, 53%. I put my iPad down, but we're going against the grain on this one, man. The people and the bookmaker are going with Cannoneer. Dude, I, I had a hand, Denali had a hammer here somewhere. I was about to hammer the table with it. It seems to be gone, but hammer Derek Brunson, the underdog. That is, I feel that's, that's a good money line right there. Derek Brunson. And, and I want to point out, Derek Brunson will also wrestle. Fuck you. Okay. So he'll take you down. And if you want to accept being on the ground and uh, clinch up with him and try to hold until there's like a stalemate and they stand him up, he has no problem doing that either. He doesn't care about the booze. He doesn't care about the fans. He cares about winning and getting that fucking win bonus, that paycheck, and moving closer to getting the rematch with Israel Adesanya or Robert Whitaker, if Robert Whitaker is to win, because uh, they both have fought Brunson. So that's something to note as well, because there are guys out there that don't like being booed. There are guys out there that react to the crowd, and they'll put it. Justin Gates just talked about this. He's like, he's, he says he actually fought better sometimes when the crowd wasn't there because he, they wouldn't get them all excited and he wouldn't want to do crazy stuff as much. Derek Brunson does not give a fuck about your booze. This is for everybody in Houston Arena because I'm sure I'll hear them when I'm there. Just like to keep plugging that. Uh, if you guys want to boo him, if he's wrestle-fucking, he does not care. But I don't think we'll have to worry about that because I think Derek Brunson wants to go out there and make a statement, and I think Jared Cannonier does as well. So I'm expecting a great, great fight come Saturday night. Nate, do you have anything else left to say about 271? Anything else other, anything else in the MMA news, in the MMA world? Anything else occurred? No, no. I think, I think that, I think I'm good leaving it at that, man. I think that we covered everything. Of course, we could get some straggler information out there, but, you know, we can save that for throughout the week. You know, it's, it's all right. I think, I think this, our 271 preview, I'm happy with that. I'm good. I'm good. I think we got the excitement across. There's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of things at stake here. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. Excellent. Well, in that case, everybody, thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Strictly MMA Talk Show. We're back on a consistent schedule again. We'll be seeing you every single week. And uh, UFC 271 is a banger. I don't know what your plans are Saturday. I don't know if you got a wedding to go to, if you got, you know, a baby shower, cancel all that shit, whatever it is. It can't be more important than sitting down on the couch, sitting down in the arena cracking open a cut water, a happy dad, a Modelo, whatever it is, whatever the fuck your drink of choice is, and watching UFC 271 start to finish. Don't miss this card. Nate, appreciate you. Hope you have a great week. Everybody else, I hope you have a fantastic week as well. We will see you next week.